beautiful queen thank you so much for tuning in um as you can see by the title this is part two of episode one and episode one was all about what purpose is okay not about what we think purpose is not about what google says purpose is but about what the bible says purpose is and so all the deets in that episode have really stuck with me for the longest time and i know they'll continue to really engraft themselves into my mind into my thoughts into my ideas um i'm so grateful that god sort of generated that kind of wisdom and gave me the opportunity to share it with you all so i do encourage you to tune into episode one it is definitely going to be a blessing for sure for sure for sure and then straight after that just tune into part two okay it only makes sense and i really do encourage you to listen to part two because i do share my testimonies towards the end of this episode testimonies that i know are going to usher some of you ladies to healing to a journey of healing a journey of growth a journey of letting go of a lot of people and a lot of things and so i do definitely think this episode is going to be groundbreaking and so do stay tuned um and let's just dive right into it so glad you tuned in um i hope you've come with an open heart an open mind and an open spirit so that god can just fill you up to the brim and hopefully even overflow in abundance so as i mentioned earlier this is the part two of episode one and to be honest i'm so so excited to hear from you ladies after this episode um i've basically set up an email account for y'all to not only reach out to me but to be a part of the emails weekly devotional list that i know that i know that i know will be nothing but a bomb blessing to you and your sister girls too okay so to be honest um so just bear with me because i feel like your voice am I've been recording a bit too late. Sounds like Mzega Zega, so you're gonna have to deal with Mzega Zega for the next couple of minutes. Okay, so just bear with me. Um, okay, so in the previous episode, I touched base on what purpose is and what the Bible says purpose is, right? I also dived into the three imperative rules to abide by in order to maintain your journey to discovering your purpose and to maintaining the calling in your life to be whom god has created you to be so if you are tuned in and you skipped episode one please don't do yourself a disservice and just head right on back to episode one as i believe it is a gem point blank period so let me not waste too much time and dive right into the remainder of the topic what purpose actually is so I think it's so important that you remember what I'm about to reveal to you right now and never, ever let it melt into thin air, okay? Just don't ever allow that to happen. Um, And I do believe I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I'm going to say it again because it needs to sink in, okay? 
God didn't dedicate all his time to creating you in the manner that you are only for you to number one, compare yourself and number two, to doubt yourself. Okay, he has created you to be different, to stand out, to shine, to not move with the majority but to move with the minority as referenced in this scripture. Matthew chapter 20, not 27, Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. And it reads, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose the way. The many mentioned in verse 13 refers to the many who were born to be set apart but failed to grab a hold of their purpose as well as live it out. Okay, they care to join and entertain society's imbalances and toxic behaviors because it seems cooler to do what everyone else is doing instead of owning the very human being you've been wired to be. Okay, and I just want to tap into something real quick. This thing is, and, and I, think it's, I think it's a common thread in society in general. I've been subject to this for the longest time, but I need you to hear me. I need you to really, really allow this to seed, um, to seed itself in your mind and your thoughts and how you view yourself and how God views you. We need to stop living this kind of life where we always want to be the role models um, that we look up to, the role models that we are continuously following up with what they with what they do. Following up with what they do, following up with how they live their lives, following up with how they reached the pinnacle of their careers. We, we, I'm not saying do not appreciate who they are and what you've learned from them, but don't ever, 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 ever say a statement like, I want to be like Cicely Tyson. I want to be like Michael B. Jordan. I want to be like Cristiano Ronaldo. I want to be like Beyonce. I want to be like P. Diddy. I want to be like Jay-Z. I want to be like um, Taraji P. Henson. I want to be like um, 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 you know what I mean? Like, don't. I feel, if anything, sometimes we don't realize the power that lies in the word like when you conclude that you want to be like this person because you like a b c d and god's god's not saying there's anything wrong with that if anything he's grateful that you acknowledge these people's craftsmanship these people's dedication to their destinies but he is hoping that that will help you sort of acknowledge that okay i've been brought into this world to fulfill something and that I need to own it, and that I need to believe in me, and want to be like myself, not to be like these people that I aspire to be, I feel if anything, God sometimes feels disrespected, when he hears you say you want to be like someone else, no, he wants you to own you, he wants you to own you in the season that you are in right now, he wants you to like yourself, he wants you to say, I want to be like Simpiwe, I want to be like Tando, I want to be like Busi, I want to be like Deshaun, you know, I want to be like small media, and I'm listing the, those names, sort of giving you an example of those people saying they like themselves back to themselves. 
you know what i mean so that's what we need to stop doing because we don't even realize that we are blocking ourselves from potentially reaching our purposes because god feels like we don't realize that the things that we say are not only immature but they sort of in some shape or form maybe disrespect is a strong word but it's as if you you don't appreciate his craftsmanship or rather his work his workmanship in creating you to be the person that you are he took time to create you he 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 there's a reason why you even made it today there's a reason why you woke up this morning you you probably would have not made it god forbid you you probably would have been dead right now you know the graveyard would have gained another billionaire the graveyard would have gained another millionaire the graveyard would have gained another young beautiful woman who had so many books to publish who had so many uh, 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 collections in the fashion industry to release who had so many movies to own to just make it their own thing to, to to really just relay their artistry in front of millions of people around the world so i hope and, and i mean that hit home for me when i received that revelation when i was just sort of talking to myself but high key low key talking to god that he doesn't like it when we when we say stuff like you want to be like someone else he wants you to own you that yes you haven't made it to where you want to be that yes your finances may not be coming together to reach the pinnacle that you've been working so hard for that you've been dreaming so hard for that you've been fasting so hard for for you to grab a hold of that yes right now just doesn't seem too pretty right now doesn't seem satisfying but that's okay it's a work in progress okay it's a work in progress it really is and you just need to be patient with yourself and you need to love yourself and i think the only way we can truly appreciate ourselves and and like ourselves as us and want to be like ourselves as if we spend enough time with god and spend enough time reflecting on the very things that he's placed in your soul and spirit and the very things that he has sort of brought together to help you be like i always say who he's called you to be so yeah back to verse 13 um and back to the word many that is referenced in verse 13 um this many one of these many people would rather they invest in wasting their time by adding fire to the fuel right instead of being the solution they would rather they shout to get their viewpoint or emotions across instead of acting on the basis of wisdom and inviting God's counsel to be the source of direction in the situation at hand. They would impersonate their role models or fictional characters they've religiously watched for decades because honestly they would rather be someone whom they're truly not because being themselves doesn't seem to be too cool enough or popular enough. This is the same many that I feel, you know, cannot afford to associate yourself. You absolutely cannot afford to associate yourself with this kind of many that is referenced in verse 13. It is so important. It is so important 
to surround yourself with women who embrace and honor every ounce of their being. The kind of women who don't need assurance about how amazing they are and how much power they carry. The kind of women who place modesty and respect and a great amount of wisdom at the forefront of every decision and every new season that they embark on. The kind of women who boldly raise the kingdom of God whilst carrying the load of their past traumas, pain and major responsibilities that entail building a generation housed from their very womb. And finally, to surround yourself around women who won't shy away when the devil and his legions pull up to rage horses, but will instead grab the arm of God fearlessly and courageously, knowing that Luke 19.21 has already given them the victory of all the power and authority of the enemy. Point blank period, Pooh drops the mic. We're not surrounding ourselves with women like that. We think we have. But I think on this journey you'll begin to realize that, you know, there are just certain women around you who aren't really allowing you to appreciate you. Aren't really allowing you to love you. Aren't really allowing you to believe in yourself enough. Aren't really allowing you to accept truth as is, tell you the truth as is, women who will tirelessly put in the effort to make sure that you are on a standard, standard, standard stance that you are ready for God to be like, yo, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? I think, I think we are surrounded by friends who are there to pass time. Friends who are there to pass time, to waste our time. That does not make sense. English came by sheep, okay? Just just work with me. But what I'm trying to say is I think we don't realize that we are surrounding, we are surrounding ourselves with friends and we are surrounded by friends who are really just there to help us pass time pass the same time that we are wasting and I think and I think it's because we all just in this vicious sort of environment where there isn't enough counsel to guide us as young women to say this is what we need to be this is who we are and we need to own it these are the things that are hindering us from productive growth. These are the things that are... These are the things that are preventing us from grabbing our anointing with both hands. These are the things that are hindering us from a kind of healing that could never amount to anything you've ever experienced in your life, to anything you will never be able to experience in your life, because it'll just be, it'll be so, it'll be so amazing, that I think it would be a true reflection of, of just God's capabilities, and what he's always intended for you to experience, right, we're all hurting from something, 
we all struggling from something. But it's like even the very people who you are surrounded with aren't in some shape or form helping you to 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 engage in this journey of healing, or they or or, or they are really ushering you into that journey of healing. And so we're always heading over to YouTube, where we're always heading over to Instagram pages of all these grown women whom to a certain extent have their life together. I mean, excuse me, they might, you know, they might, they might say otherwise, but it's like we rent these grown folks hoping that they'll help us be the security we need. You know, that's just a dead end as well. You just need to set your eyes on God. And just surrender yourself to Him. Just surrender yourself to Him, sis. And even with doing that, that you let Him know that, man, you know, you know I'm surrounded by great people. I'm not saying your friends are these nasty, disrespectful Gata people. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, you do realize that, okay, these people are necessarily adding weight that is valuable to my time and to the season that I'm in. And so, God, I'm struggling to let them go. I, I've been going through those seasons for the past year and a half. I've been there. And let me tell you, sis, when you ask God to remove the very same people whom he's been trying to tell you, aren't the people who you need to surround yourself with he'll do it in a heartbeat it'll be so quick it won't even hurt and that's the beauty about it you know it's not meant to be sour it's not meant to be weird vibes all of a sudden it's just as you grow some friends are good for a season and some friends are there to stay but the only way you can be able to discern that is if you do what you spend your time with god you spend an excess amount of time with god not on social media, not watching, you know, your favorite YouTubers and, you know, their best friend tag and wishing that you had that kind of friendship with a lot of women around you. And now all of a sudden you fall down and depressed because, OMG, I don't have that God. When can I ever have that? And God's saying, just come chill with me so that I can work in you and through you so that you're able to actually see for yourself that, okay, this person... God actually ordained it to be a part of my life. I have best friends like that. You know, women who I'm beyond grateful for. Who I knew from the get-go that these would be the ladies who are going to rock with me in this life thing forever. And so I want that for you. I want that for you as well. But it's going to require for you to make a lot of sacrifices It's going to require for you to seat yourself down and be like, yo, are you really going in? Or you want to do half-half? And let me just give you a side note. The half-half business doesn't work well with God. It does not work well with God. So don't, don't try him, okay? And I don't want to be the whole I told you so sister girl. No, ma'am. That, that's not a good feeling. So. So, before I go. 
I just want to share a couple of my testimonies where God truly showed up and showed off in a way that only he could. In ways that honestly um, still leave me in tears in ways where I saw him act on the very promise he gave me. In Psalm 23 verse 4, and I think a lot of you know this verse, you may not know, you know, the book in the Bible and the chapter of the verse, but you've heard of this verse before. And it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, all things work together for the good of those who love God. All things. He's not excluding anything in that. He's saying all things, all the good, all the bad. All the deceitful moments, all the mischievous moments, all of it, all, all, all the glorious and the beautiful moments, they all work together for the good of those who love God. I, I can only hope and pray that the Holy Spirit will convict you to share your testimony to whomever you feel may benefit from witnessing the glory of God over a circumstance he delivered you from, whatever that may be. For the word says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies, for they loved not their lives even unto death. And that is Revelations 12, verse 11. So from my, from my childhood trauma at the age of six, seeing my mother break into tears in my father's arms because she had to make the sacrifice of leaving her kids and her husband behind for a better life, a better and brighter future. I remember, um, I remember I headed towards the gate, internalizing my pain and my sadness, making a vow to myself <clears throat> that I would never again be vulnerable to anyone so I could be their escape of joy and peace. And I guess, and I guess, I mean, I guess I figured I'd cope with it. It's, it's the least I could do for my mother, is what I'd repeatedly say to myself in my head. The trauma of seeing my father so physically fatigued and drained when I had not slept for hours on end, coughing up what tasted like blood at times. I was, I was, I was ridiculously sick, and he'd still make sure to wake up at four a.m. with about two to three hours of sleep to make my sister and I some lunch for school. The trauma of witnessing my mother and father fighting. The sharp words bruising my spirit and still vowing to myself to hold in my tears and expressions. It's the least I can do is what I'd repeatedly say over and over again. The trauma of heading to stage literally every term of every year from grade, I believe from grade, I mean I started being on that good girl Einstein kind of shandies from like 
great R. But but I, I think I remember it clearly from grade three to four. And I'd receive my academic achievement awards and certificates and not have my mother come up to take a picture of me. Like all the other smart girls had the blessing to experience because my mom was away working hard to provide a better future for me, for my sister, and for my dad. The trauma of experiencing a dreadful year that concluded my parents' divorce. I will never, ever, 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 ever forget when I told my best friend, one after school, that I didn't want to head home because hiding under a facade crying myself to sleep every night and every morning was becoming a great burden on my mind, my soul and my spirit. I remember when I thought seeking advice from a youth leader at school would be a good idea when it turned out to be the complete opposite. He told me that young children like myself would have probably committed suicide or abused drugs and alcohol had they gone through what I was going through. He also told me that I'm a very strong young woman and I guess the you're a strong young woman part helped just a little. It was the trauma of drinking alcohol excessively taking pills whenever I was feeling unwell and punching my stomach every time I felt an absurd tingling in my belly that concluded a trauma I still struggle to heal from till this day. It dawned on me when I was on my way to the ambulance having to have given birth to my angel that my son's life could have been an end because of me. It was the trauma of my peers at school, using myself and my child as a weapon against my mental health instead of being some kind of warm support, even in the absence of them not knowing necessarily what was going on at the time. It was the daunting trauma of suffering from postpartum depression from almost what seemed to be my entire matricula going into my first year. And no, I didn't have thoughts of killing my baby or of committing suicide, which is something that a lot of us sort of pin postpartum depression towards. But no, um, this is where I thank God for Google. This is where I thank God for Google and other pregnant women who are Christians who are Christian influencers. And one of them sort of came out to say they suffered from postpartum depression and the symptoms she experienced were very much the same symptoms I experienced. So no, she didn't have thoughts of killing her baby or committing suicide, but it was more so her feeling unfit. She was going through a lot, especially with her marriage. So it was just a whole lot. But yes, um, I had thoughts of just how much of an unfit mother I was, you know, constantly seeing my family and close family friends be such a great blessing to my baby, 
was absolutely sickening to my stomach. I always thought, what kind of mother was I? I couldn't even be who he needed me to be, not even with breast milk, because I didn't produce enough. And yes, my family had moments where, you know, they'd make fun of it. But of course we are, you know, we are hilarious as a collective. And their intentions always meant well. They've always, and I know they always will mean well. And to be quite honest, seeing their smiles made me happy. But in that season, it stung me deeply. I didn't get help because I didn't tell anyone. I failed to have the comfort and the strength to be vulnerable. I mean, how does one break the curse of suffering alone when you've done it so well for about 13 years? Lying through your teeth saying you're okay and you had a great day and that you slept well. I was tired of suffering alone. Tired of suffering panic attacks. Tired of not owning who God knew I was more than capable to be. Tired of suffering from PTSD symptoms of randomly having an influx of all these traumas oppress my train of thought all in one go it was insane it would it would happen in the oddest of ways unexpectedly and i unfortunately had no control over it but looking back it was the beginning stages of my healing you know facing my traumas head on Crying out all the pain and sadness and doubt and insecurities that I harbored in my spirit for a good 13 years. I actually had to learn to tell the six-year-old me that everything happens for a reason. That God knew me before he placed me in my mother's womb and that indeed joy really came in the morning. That Jesus is the Prince of Peace and that through... All that I endured, the Messiah's peace was always there to keep me stable when I was down until I could fully get back on my feet again. God delivered me from postpartum depression and anxiety. And ever since the beginning of lockdown last year, I've been seeing him just move in my mental health. Man... Like the graceful and glorious father that he is. I've seen him walk me through the fire of intense spiritual warfare. The kind that would have me afraid when I'd wake up in the early hours of the morning. To releasing his anointing and calling over my life. In these past 11 months, I have transformed to be... I've really transformed to being a young woman who's proud to be a follower of Christ. Proud that he took me through what I went through, not because he wanted me to suffer and lead myself to an early grave, but catch this. But so his glory may be magnified.
so that all of you who are listening and tuned in can be encouraged to push through this life thing and finally so I could be fit enough and spiritually mature enough to be who he has called me to be in fact if I'm being real honest with you girl I would rather enjoy more suffering than to not suffer at all and go about my business and you're probably thinking I'm crazy for saying that. Well, your question is probably why, sins. And I'm giving you an honest answer. I'm not sugarcoating anything. This is me being uncut, unfiltered. It is because my suffering will always humble me and weaken my knees to present myself before our Father's throne. To worship Him day and night. To really just... Surrender myself to him so that his will, his power, his authority can fight for me all the days of my life. So that I can actually understand that I didn't overcome all I experienced by my might and strength, but through the majestic power of the Holy Spirit. Man, I, I, I feel his love every day so overwhelmingly. That I can't help but pray as often as I do and worship as often as I do because it all comes together to create this earth-shaking, ground-breaking, sweet, sweet atmosphere. I, I cannot explain it to you. It's just, it's just so overwhelming in a good way. And so I refuse girl i refuse to experience this kind of peace and healing that i'm swimming in and it's only because i want you to experience this healing and this kind of peace too in closing um i hope this episode sets the tone for what god has in store for you in this segment of uncovering purpose Always, always, always remember this verse in the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, verse 30, which reads, Charm is deceptive. <laughs> I don't know if you guys actually heard the verb there. Ew. Anyway, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. I encourage you to spend this weekend communicating to God about what your purpose is. Ask him questions like, am I on the right track, God? Am I completely on a journey catering to my own goals and desires and not towards your will? Have I truly forgiven those who've hurt me? Am I spending enough time with you, God, to be able to receive your downloads of guidance and leadership? And finally, are you pleased with the manner I uphold myself? I certainly believe, sis, that um, these questions will truly help you figure out your path. That if anything, I'm certain you shall feel conviction on the very questions the Holy Spirit will highlight to you in order for you to work more in those specific areas where you're slacking on this journey of grabbing a hold of your purpose. Give God room to work in you and through you. 
you you may just need to do some intense spring cleaning and i say it with that with that black accent with that black african accent because it hits home it really hits home you need to do spring cleaning and thing on your vision boards your long-term goals because girl it's true when they say that god laughs when he watches you plan your future when our father in heaven is all-knowing right he is in control of absolutely everything so all i'm saying to just conclude everything is leave it all to him your goals your desires your dreams and your passion rest in knowing that he is omnipotent that he is omniscient know that he is god forever and always do give me the honor to pray for you and i plead that you will receive the seeds of this prayer so they can all birth the fruits of the spirit upon your life god i i thank you for this day that you've created I thank you, Father God, that you saw it fit for the woman on the other side of these sound waves to be alive and well today. You deemed it necessary that they be given another chance to do right by you so that they may live in the fullness of whom you've created them to be. Messiah, as I pray to you this evening, I just plead for forgiveness of my sins and I plead that may their sins be forgiven too. I ask that may your righteous and anointed blood wash them, may it cleanse them and purify them of all toxins and impurities of the enemy. I plead with you, Christ Jesus, to be their light. Help them walk in your ways and help them be a reflection of who you are and what you stand for and all that they do. Father God, I give you full authority to be the potter and they'll be the clay mold them carve them and strengthen them in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen and amen oh wow this was such a beautiful episode on that note thank you ladies so much for tuning in and i cannot wait to join you next week god willing for another wisdom filled session If you would like to be a part of the Uncovering Purpose community, do send me an email on uncoveringpurpose27 at gmail.com so you can receive a cute welcome invite and be listed on my emails list. Please share this episode, girl, and feel free to email me on the very same email address to let me know how this episode impacted you and even better share your testimonies as well so i can add them on our pending website okay may god bless you and keep you i love you so much queen and keep that crown shining girl and as the great rebecca malubo would say Good night and God bless.